Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com. Live in his car, once again, leaving Mackey Arena, this time following Purdue's 79-59 win over Indiana. Uh, this is your GoldenBlack.com drive-home post-game podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at the East End Grill and Rippling Company, Purdue Federal Credit Union, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which, as always, uh, after Purdue plays home games, I'll be driving by here shortly, hoping all of its native wildlife um, stays on its property and doesn't occupy the roadways while I'm driving by. Uh, Purdue wins 79-59 over Indiana, completing the two-game regular season sweep of the Hoosiers. Uh, Obviously, a rematch in the Big Ten tournament is always possible, so saying that this was a season sweep isn't necessarily uh, accurate at this point because it's just the regular season played to this point um but you know purdue has met indiana twice this season and won by 20 or more uh, on both occasions uh reflective of purdue's superiority uh, over iu this particular season that said you know purdue was a superior team each of the last couple seasons too and had lost three or four uh to indiana prior to this season so funny things can happen in games like this, but uh, the best kind of win when you're the better team in a game like this is the one where no funny things happen whatsoever. And that was sort of the game for Purdue tonight. Uh, I, I don't know if Purdue played its best game. Uh, they didn't shoot great in the first half. They missed enough free throws to keep this a little bit tighter uh, than it might have otherwise been, yet Purdue still wins by 20. Um, the margin of victory doesn't matter uh except for those of you with ulterior interests in the outcome if you know what i mean uh this was a 17 and a half point spread purdue won by 20 so those those of you dreading a backdoor cover in the second half were uh highly relieved i'd imagine but uh, you know i'm talking about this like purdue won by seven or something like that purdue won this game by 20 points once it had kind of got its legs under it in the first half after uh, kind of a rocky first couple minutes, especially defensively. Uh, I don't think there was ever really any doubt that Purdue was going to uh, was gonna put this one away uh, in typical Purdue grinding battle of attrition fashion. And that's exactly what happened. You know, Purdue opened the, opened the second half uh, on a 10-0 run after it led by 12 at the half. It could have been much bigger than 12. Uh, some things happened there in the last couple minutes. Purdue missed some opportunities. Um, but Purdue opens 10-0 to start the second half, gets Malik Renault's fourth foul, like two and a half minutes into the second half, gets out to a big lead on the foul column, fast track to the bonus, and uh, just that battle of attrition element Purdue has on its side. Every game uh, really took hold, and uh, that 12-point halftime lead ended up being a lead that I believe peaked at 26 on multiple occasions in the second half and uh, Purdue just kind of uh, just kind of salted the game away I think um, you know from a from a style of play perspective I think you know Purdue was good enough defensively I think Indiana's got significant offensive limitations as you're well aware um, I think Purdue did a great job on Malik Malik Renault who is arguably their best player I think he's their best player, but, uh, you know, Khalil Blair is more talented. Trey Galloway is a good player, but Purdue did a good job on on Renault, uh, making him work on defense, 
was a big deal. Getting him in foul trouble was an even bigger deal. Um, but he was like 3 for 11, 4 for 11, something like that in the time he did play. And he was a guy IU tried to play through and had some success doing that at times. Um, so I think you got to give Purdue credit for that. You also have to give Indiana its, uh, its standard mockery for being an awful shooting team. Uh, just horrible. And uh, that obviously factored into this as well. Kind of makes them easy to guard. Easier to guard. Um, but Purdue was, was good enough defensively. They were great on the boards, uh, as they so often are. Uh, and then Braden Smith, you know, I think is a guy who's really invested in these games. And I think the topic of investment is a big deal in this rivalry and telling the story of it. Uh, and I think Purdue has put together a team that is just way more invested in this than, than Indiana is, aside from Trey Galloway, who I'm sure takes these games very seriously. You know, Braden Smith didn't play great against Indiana through his first three games against these guys in his career. He was great tonight. He um, he really carried Purdue as a scorer in the first half in ball screen offense at a time when Purdue couldn't make a three-pointer, and that's been so much of what Purdue has been offensively, uh, such an important part of what they do. Uh, he really carried Purdue offensively in that first half, finished us with nine rebounds and four steals. Uh, that's a big deal. His assist numbers were probably affected by the fact that Purdue didn't make threes early in the game, uh, which just adds another layer of impressiveness to his scoring numbers. Uh, he kind of had to carry some of that burden himself in Purdue's ball screen stuff and, and did. And kind of along with him, it's, you know, this is one of those Zach Eady games where um, he just kind of he just kind of rolls along and you look at the box score at the end of the game he's got 26 and 13 and it didn't really resonate you with with you at the time that he was as dominant as he was but then the the numbers tell an entirely different story again you know Purdue wins the foul column by a wide margin and uh deserve to and uh that's a big part of that battle of attrition element that this team has had all season long and uh it just showed up the reality of this was that Purdue is just way better than Indiana, and you saw that in the in the first meeting between these two teams. And expecting it to be any different in Mackey Arena, you really would have had you really would have had to have been suspending disbelief uh, to foresee that happening. But funny things do happen in rivalries. Uh, you know, Purdue dominated this season against Indiana. That doesn't mean it'll happen next season. Doesn't mean it'll happen the season after that. Doesn't mean it'll happen until the end of time. These things are cyclical uh, sometimes and um, this rivalry kind of has been uh, at times. Um, so uh, Purdue did what Purdue should have done against Indiana this season and uh, it will hope to continue putting together good teams through uh, continuity and through high school recruiting and through player development while Indiana keeps bringing in these one-year transfers uh, every year and uh, trying to reinvent themselves every year. We'll see how that goes for them long-term. That is something we'll see about a lot of teams in college basketball long-term uh, from here on out during this very different time in college basketball these days. But you look at this this Indiana team, and I'm, I'm not covering Indiana here. I'm just talking about 
what Purdue beat tonight. Uh, that they put together a roster that doesn't make a lot of sense together. Uh, they're very short on guard play. Uh, you know, Mike Woodson was quick to point out that not having Xavier Johnson hurts them. Indiana did have Xavier Johnson in the first game that Purdue won by 21 points or, or something like that. Uh, I've always thought I use better without Xavier Johnson, but they don't have a lot else, so it's really hard for me to say that now. It was easy to say last year when they had Hood Shafino, but um, Purdue just had an even bigger advantage at point guard than they did at center. Uh, and at center, Purdue has Zach Eady. But Braden Smith over whatever whatever Indiana had uh, was just no contest. And, uh, you know, Indiana still can't shoot. When you look at these two programs, Purdue went to the portal and got exactly what they needed to complete a team. And Indiana went to the portal to try to build a team and ended up with a bunch of guys who don't fit together and with egregious weaknesses from a style of play, from an elemental, from a uh, complementary perspective. And, you know, for as little as Purdue is going to bank on the portal, they hit a home run with Lance Jones and I think I think I think Indiana more or less whiffed. Uh, once you got Khalil Ware out of the game uh, for Purdue in this game and got to Peyton Sparks and Anthony Walker, uh, you know Purdue was able to to just run wild in the paint, ball screen offense, post offense, all that kind of stuff, and that that's just a glaring indictment of what Indiana did in the portal and how how um, they just didn't build a great team. Uh, off their new recruiting MO here. So, hey, that's kind of what I got. I am rambling here in my driveway at 1.14 in the morning on a Saturday night. Uh, living the dream, as always. Uh, this has been your goldenblack.com drive home postgame podcast following Purdue's 79-59 win over Indiana in Mackey Arena. Uh, this has been brought to you by our friends at the East End Grill and Rippling Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Acre Pro... AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, and the Whitaker Inn, which I just drove by without incident. Always the best kind of drive by the Whitaker Inn when there, there's no wildlife in the road. Uh, very appreciative. So thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you again on Thursday night after Purdue plays Minnesota uh, in a game that had to be played at 8.30 p.m. So v- very appreciative of that. So thanks, everybody.